The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Yo, this is Life in Perspective, episode 27. Follow me. (laughs) Let's get it. Yo, welcome to Life in Perspective with Brenda Palmer. I feel like I never introduce myself. Like I never say my name. I'm always just like assuming y'all know, but this is Life in Perspective with Brenda Palmer. And if this is your first episode or first experience um, of Life in Perspective, I want to welcome you. And for those of y'all that have been rocking, like rocking, rocking, whether you've been rocking since season one or you hopped in at season two, um, Welcome back. Like, thank you guys for committing um, to this journey of doing life together and putting our life in perspective. And life in perspective is simply God's view and his way. Like that's that's what it is. It's his view of your life and it's doing things his way. And that's how we put our life in perspective. And so what's popping, y'all? Guess what? Your girl is a whole 31 out here. Okay. We had a whole birthday since the last time we were all together. And um I feel good, man. I feel good. I had a great, great birthday. Um, my niece and my little sister, they came out here to hang out um and celebrate my birthday with me. I also was sick, so it was kind of like partying kicking it and sleeping and healing (laughs) and um but I enjoyed it like it was definitely a a birthday to remember I got to um, have dinner with my friends out in LA and I got to have a dinner in San Diego and I got to do karaoke which the crazy thing is like I'm gonna give y'all a little tidbit but like we've all for the most part have experienced a breakup and you know how like there are some things that you did when you guys were together that you don't do anymore because it triggers you or it just reminds you of good times times that you don't get to share anymore um well karaoke was that for me like karaoke is something I used to do with like a large group of my friends that were basically family back when I lived in Chicago like it was literally our thing like karaoke is one of my favorite things to do and we would always do it I mean like we would do live band karaoke we would like go to different karaoke bars and then we go to this place um called round one like we have here in Temecula and crazy enough y'all like I hadn't been to karaoke like that and like done karaoke since you know the breakup and not just the breakup with like my ex but like the breakup with like all of my friends in that community doesn't really exist anymore so it was kind of tough but it was really great to like experience it in a new space with new people and I enjoyed it just as much as I used to and it, it didn't trigger me it didn't make me sad or anything like I was able to enjoy something that I feel like have been kind of lost for a minute. So definitely a great birthday gift. But if I'm completely honest, the best birthday gift I got, which was a gift that um I think the person who gave it to me didn't even know they were giving it to me. Um, It just affirmed the purpose um of God on my life. And it almost like brought me to tears. And so I'm just going to read it to you guys. Yo, Brenda, hope you are doing well. I know I'm late, but really, I think God put it right on time. But I started your podcast today and I'm only two episodes in so far. But and he sends the hands clap, hand claps. He says, I had been struggling for a while now, just going through the motions and not being intentional with my relationship with God. And I have recently recommitted myself to growing closer with God. Today, when I normally would listen to a true crime podcast, I heard God say, check out Brenda's podcast instead. So all this to say, thank you. Hope you're doing great. Y'all, it was super amazing because 
basically like he's in this space where he wants to grow in intimacy with his relationship with God. Like he fell off a little bit. He's in this journey of like recommitting himself. And then God just drops in his spirit to listen to my podcast, which I'm honored that God would do that. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, yo, thank you for this. Like, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing this. Like today's my birthday. And this is by far the best message that I've gotten. And he says, wow, like what a testament to your purpose on the day of your birth. And genuinely like y'all that that was all I needed. Like love everybody, love my friends, love my family, love the gifts that I received. But that was the best gift because like what uh, what better way than for God to like affirm why I was born than someone say like I listened to your podcast and it pushed me to Jesus because that is essentially like what I live for. Like I want every conversation, interaction, encounter, podcast, vlog, video, sermon, real on Instagram, like whatever I'm a part of, I want people to leave the conversation, leave that moment saying, man, like, I want to know Jesus deeper. Like, I want to know Jesus like she knows Jesus. Or I like want to experience um, a happiness and a joy and a peace found in a relationship like that. Like, that is like my mere existence. Like, that is the mere reason I exist. Like, and that was so affirming to that. And so I just wanted to share that with y'all. Like, and if you feel that way, like if you have something that you want to share about how like life in perspective has impacted your life, like, please share it. Like, in whatever means of communication we interact on like share it like shoot me an email at I am Brenda Palmer at gmail like I want to hear it like it it further like lights the fire inside of me because like life in perspective before y'all has impacted my life like it's definitely brought me healing and wholeness and perspective of not just my past but also like my present and my purpose and every week like God downloads not just for me to pour out but so that I can keep going you know and so I'm grateful to be here and so I pray that every episode pushes you closer to Jesus that's why we're here like it's to get perspective of our situation but make me go like man like I want to have a relationship where I can understand all the parts of my life and that comes through intimacy and like inviting God into the spaces that we don't feel comfortable letting anybody else in but you could trust him with it huh all right so yeah y'all I just wanted to share that with y'all like that was my best birthday gift and then I got a text today and and I was just thanking someone who left me a card and he like literally responds and he says love seeing Jesus through you and I'm like oh my god the Lord is doing it for me again like that is the most that's the biggest compliment like you love seeing Jesus through me like it means I'm doing like I'm doing what I was created to do and I am so fulfilled in hearing that like I love hearing people say like man I was really struggling and believing in Jesus, but I saw your video or I heard you say this and I want to like, I want to know, like I want to get to know him better. Like literally my barber cuts my hair and our, uh, what should take like 30 to 40 minutes. Like we are always there like close to two hours because we're usually talking about the Lord or like relationships with Jesus or he has all the questions about like why I like Kanye and don't like Drake. Like I and I actually love them both. Just they're not on the same level, but that's neither here nor there. And I love that. Like I love that like people are wanting to be around me because they want to know Jesus more like I love that like it's almost kind of low-key making me a little emotional because you know like you go through life and you're trying to figure out like what purpose is like what is my purpose and it's like is it to be a producer and now child it feels like it's to be a preacher and I think those are just like 
always like liking it to like that's just like the icing on the cake like those are the vehicles in which I live my purpose through but at the root of it my purpose is like I was born to push people to Jesus and to hear people respond in that way means like dang God like I'm getting it right in places where I feel like I don't got this and I can't do this and I'm not enough or are people going to embrace it or ex- or accept it the way that I deliver it? And God's like, you like, just chill, like, just follow me. Cause that's the name of the episode today. And this ain't the direction I was going to go in, but y'all know this ain't my podcast. It's the Lord's, you know, he's the words. I'm just the voice. <laughs> so we just kind of rock with it and roll with it. Um, but I've, I named um, the podcast today, follow me because I was like, you know, going into year 31 and I'm asking God like, man, you know, what is your purpose and what is your vision and your heart for me, um, in this season and going into this next year. And that was what I heard. Follow me. And I'm like, Ooh, Lord, I thought we was already doing that, <laughs> you know? And it was, it was interesting because, um, the scripture that I used at the top of the episode, there are like a couple different versions of it. And in another version, it talks about how a righteous man's steps are ordered by the Lord. And when I thought about that, it made me think of like, um, my steps are orchestrated. Like my entire life is orchestrated by the Lord. And then orchestrated made me think of an orchestra. And I thought about how an orchestra is led by a conductor, like one conductor who is, um, literally, um, leading an orchestra, like orchestra orchestrating um, all these different sections. So there's all these different instruments, but there are sections of these instruments and he is directing them all to create this one, you know, harmonic sound and they all have to do what they have to do and they all have to surrender and submit to that conductor so that the original piece is played the way that it's supposed to be played and I thought about how like in our lives like in my life I ain't gonna talk about y'all's I'm gonna just talk about my own business and how like sometimes in following Jesus we only lend him certain sections of our life if I want my in like my ultimate purpose like the reason I was created to fully prevail like I have to give him control over all the sections like he can't just have the drums and the strings over here doing their own thing like no he needs every part of the orchestra to flow together so that we can release the sound that's supposed to come out and it needs to be unified like even though they're all playing different parts they all meet somewhere right they all create a harmony that flows together and it's fluid and it's because each of those sections recognize they all have their part to play but they all got to be led by that one conductor And for me, that was kind of like the visual God was giving me with this whole follow me thing. He's like, I need all of it because there are some parts like I'll easily like Lord says, let's go here. Like I'm going to say easily, but like I do it. Like he says, hey, let's go here. And I'm like, cool, pack up, move, just moved into an apartment for six months. It don't matter. Like, let's find somebody to sublease it and let's like pack up our stuff and move here. But then there are other areas where he's like, hey, give me that too. And I'm like, you can have it, but like, can we do it like this? And can we do it like this? And I really want it to happen now. And sometimes there isn't like a relinquishing that happens because I'm like, I'm not following him in all of it. And I can't like follow and lead at the same time not the same person. (laughs) Like I can follow you and lead the person behind me, but I can't follow and lead the same person at the same time. Like I got to choose one. And I just felt like in this sense, like, cause I'm, I feel like in this season, I was like, Lord, I need specifics. Like, what is this going to look like? And, and what are, what are we doing here? And like, where are we like, you know, like there are all these questions that I have. And I just like, 
just clear as day. He's just like, follow me. Like, I need you to like lay it all down and follow me. And then it made me think about like the disciples and how like literally our like the church of Jesus Christ was like built on the foundation of the disciples journey, like with Jesus and then what they did after Jesus left. And I'm like, man, you know, when I preach, I'm usually really hard on the disciples because I'm like, how are y'all in that close vicinity with Jesus and like witnessing miracles like right in front of y'all eyes and y'all still never really saw him clearly until he was no more, like until he went back to heaven. And then they're like, oh, shoot, I think that was Jesus, the Messiah. And I had to think about it, though, you know, like the, and, and so I started like going back because I always need backstory to like understand things. And I literally went to the story of like Peter um, and, you know, Jesus is like, hey, can I get on your boat? They let him on the boat. But before Jesus got there, child, they were fishing and not catching a thing. Just like time after time, try after try, like they're not catching a thing. And then Jesus gets on the boat. He tells them, hey, cast your net on the other side. They cast their nets and then they get over overflow like more than enough like they don't even have room to receive what they just did and that's just I gotta pause right there because some of us are like stressing ourselves out doing a thing and we haven't invited Jesus into it and the moment you invite Jesus into whatever that thing is that you've been struggling with and you keep running up against walls and like boundaries and you feel like there's a ceiling that you keep hitting why don't you take a moment and invite Jesus into that space whatever that is I don't know what that is but I clearly saw a picture like really fast like soon as I said that about how like before Jesus got in the boat they were struggling and they weren't there was no fruit being produced out of what they were doing they were just doing stuff for the sake of doing it because it's what they were doing and then Jesus says hey can I get on the boat they let him in the boat and then that thing shifts and I just believe that for you whoever you are listening to this like the moment you invite Jesus into it and you surrender to him and you choose to follow him even in a thing you think you're leading I'm, I promise you that thing will turn around for you. And so Jesus does that. Um, he does that for them. And then right after, you know, he blows their minds and changes their lives, essentially, because I, I could only imagine what all that fish meant for their pockets. And then he's like, hey, now come follow me and I'll show you how to be fishers of men. And I just, I just, I feel like that'd be my life. He's like, follow me. Like Jesus didn't introduce himself to these people. He didn't say, hey, I'm the Messiah. He didn't say that right away. He just said, follow me. And so I don't understand why myself, who is very well aware of who Jesus is and how he shows up in my life continuously could struggle with following a man that I know who he is. And I know the power that he carries. I know the power he empowered me with. And yet I still struggle with the follow me. And I'm like, dang, I really be coming for the disciples, but now I got to come for my own self because I got their story plus my stories and I'm still struggling with a follow me and they didn't even know dude and he's like follow me and I'll show you this and I'll show you how to do this and I'll show you who I am and I'll reveal to you time over time and time again who I am and you'll see blind eyes open you'll see people raised from the dead but first you gotta follow me it's like almost like this this idea or this promise that comes with follow me like they didn't know what they would were getting into they didn't know who they were were really following they just knew like I was struggling before this man got here and when he showed up things changed so I'm gonna take the chance and I'm gonna follow him but they had to leave it there 
They didn't like, okay, but can we come back on Tuesdays and Fridays and fish and then follow you Monday, uh, Wednesday and Thursday and Saturday and Sunday too, maybe like we can split those days. Like, no, he said, follow me, which means like for us in, in, in our lives in 2021, almost 2022, huh? Like laying down ideas and thoughts and plans and what we thought it should look like and how fast we think it should happen or how slow we think the process should go. Like all of that. He's just like, follow me. Oh, there's this video that I love. And um, there's this man um, who is blind and he runs track. And um, when blind people run, they run with a guide. And you can, in the video, he is running his hardest, but you can see the guy giving him instructions. And essentially, in order to win the race, he has to be in tune with the guide. He got to like listen to everything he says. He has to like, he got to trust him. Like he has, there has to be complete, total trust and reliance if he wants to win the race. And if he wants to run the race the way he needs to run the race, he has to submit. And he has to literally follow the guide. He got to go with the guide. Like he has to. And I am like so sure of like this being the thing, because number one, I followed God a lot of places and it has only landed me in fruitful places. You know, now, 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 I'm not going to say that it's not tough, but I think we can all just because I think it would be different if the guy like if we go back to the guy running the race, like I think it would be different if the guy says follow me and he wasn't attached to him. Like they literally are attached to each other and he's following the guy. And I think for me, that is what gives me peace and being able to follow Jesus because he's right there with me. It's not like he like follow me and I got to close my eyes and figure out where he is and how to take the next step and do the next thing that he's telling me to do. No, like he's with me. Like he is guiding me. He's leading me. He's in my tomorrow to day but also in this present moment with me and I think like we gotta learn like that's like that's that's the secret sauce like we really be frustrated and we be scared and we're like anxious and we have all of these emotions and like fears on why we don't want to just follow Jesus and the reality is like we're following somebody who is with us like he's in front of us leading us and guiding us and then he's with us like we don't got to do it alone and like he always come through like he's the man with the plan like, and I always hear people like, God is sovereign. You know, it's such a deep word. It's like, God is sovereign, which means he's in control. And like, for me, I feel like God's really been unpacking that for me. Like in the sense of like, I'm not just in control of things that you don't understand. Cause we do that. Like that's the, that's the, that's the like little spread we throw on top of our bread when life is confusing and we don't really have answers to it. we like, God is sovereign. He's in control. But what about the thing you think you understand what about the thing you think you got figured out is he still sovereign and in control of that or is it oh I got this guy because I got it all figured out I got it I got it I got the plan so you're sovereign and in control of things I don't understand that things that don't line up things that don't make sense like you're you're sovereign and in control of that no for God to be sovereign and in control and he's ordered my steps and they're orchestrated means there's a larger plan that we're all a part of and he's made your shortcomings make sense to the plan and He's made mine make sense to the plan. He's made when I think I got it figured out and I go off and veer. He's made that work together for my good because he understands the bigger plan, which means he's creating moments for you that you are even unaware of. Let me tell y'all, we had to film uh, a podcast for the same room. It's called In the Room. And um, we went to the studio and 
typically the man closes the studio at five and he let us come because I live in Timbuktu and I needed to drive to Inglewood. And so he like let us come late. And so he lets us come late and we're having a conversation. I think we talked about waiting and then we talked about like the, the whole idea of like cancel culture. And so we noticed like while we're like recording and we're talking like he's like really engaged with us. Like, you know how like you can sense that someone's drawn to you. And sometimes if you are not singing the spirit, you're like, hey, you got to chill. Like, you you're doing a lot you're doing the most and it kind of like felt like that right and so then we needed to go to the bathroom we're leaving and he like walks us there's a key obviously he walks us to the bathroom we all go in the bathroom because we like oh he's walking and talking to us right and then we're trying to leave and um he's still like talking but he's not really talking about nothing he's just saying things and then he says something and he goes yeah because I I had fallen off from my faith. I was struggling with it, but now I'm on my journey back to it. And when I say like ears piped up and we were all in to the conversation, you know, and we were able to like pray for him. And he talked about like his brokenness and where his heart was and how he feels like he doesn't have enough. Like he's at his ropes in and that in that moment, I understood on a deeper level, the sovereignty of God, because we were supposed to film this episode some other time ago right and it's like no for God to be sovereign is like him orchestrating things in my life and orchestrating things in the other ladies lives that we all and orchestrating things in his life in that man's life so that we would all collide in this moment for that young man to encounter Jesus like yeah we needed to do the podcast and yeah it touched people's lives but I believe the intentionality of God is that we chose that studio on that day at that time in that moment because that man needed to know how much Jesus loved him and he loved him that much that he would orchestrate all of our lives around this particular moment so that we could all be here in this place for me like to understand the intentionality of God it's not in the big things it's in the little moments like God would do all of these things to make sure that this moment happened so that this man could encounter him that is the sovereignty of God not like when somebody asks you a question you don't understand it and you like God is in control like no 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 he's bigger than that he's more intentional than that like he cares about the details even of your life so the next time something happens and it feels random and out of the blue that is when you experience the sovereignty of God. It's like, no, you're so much in control that you're even controlling the little things that have large impact. Like, cause you care that much. Like Jesus don't care about your house or your car or your job or your friends or your spouse. He cares about you meeting him and knowing him and finding out that Jesus is real. Like that's the end game. That's the goal and everything that happens in life. And so maybe if I give you a car and you couldn't afford it, then it'll push you to me like his thing is pushing you to him and so whatever happens in your life is for the purpose of that to push you to him and then as a result others are pushed to him like that's I need us all to understand that because sometimes we we fail and we think that life is about us and then we start chasing our own ambitions and that that's not what that's not what that's not what we're here for we're here to follow him so that our lives can be a product of following him and then others will want to follow him and we create this like ripple effect where everybody's meeting Jesus and so um I said all this to say, like, I, I'm, I'm starting to, like, understand, like, why I'm here. And I think if nothing else showed me or affirmed that in me, it was definitely receiving the text message um, from the guy who just started my podcast all the way to the older man who 
says, I love seeing Jesus through you. Like what that says to me is like, man, I know Jesus and, but, but seeing him through your perspective and your relationship and your journey is like, I love him even more now. And I'm like, man, I love that y'all like that. Let's talk about the intentionality of the Lord. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting really excited. So I have a virtual Bible study. If y'all haven't checked it out, y'all should join us every second and fourth Monday, cultureshakers.com. Run up, come through. We were on Bible study um, last week and someone else was teaching. Like, I love that the people who are coming to Bible study who've been coming for a while are now leading it. Like, so amazing. I'm not like trying to create spaces around myself. Like, obviously, the Lord's called me to like, you know, raise up leaders and and, and pull out of them what they can't always see in themselves because that's what he'd be doing to me. And so I was like, literally like felt like I needed to be there. Um, and so I went to Target because I had to pick Uh, my friends up from the airport so I went to Target and um I got like the little cell phone holder thing and child I did Bible study on the road huh and um the young lady led it was so amazing but like God showed up I mean like completely wrecked us like um it was it was like amazing but one of the things that stood out to me was there was a 76 year old white woman who joined Bible study. (laughs) And I am to this day trying to figure out how mother found us. And she speaks up in a moment on the Bible study. And she just says, man, like being here, like proves to me that God answers my prayers. She's like, cause I intercede and I pray hard for the next generation. Cause I feel like, you know, who's going to carry it through. And she's like, I feel so called to the next generation. And I've just been praying to God about that. And she said, to hear you young women and men speak has just, man, I have no worries about what God's going to do in and through this next generation. And so like, obviously I'm wrecked because I'm trying to figure out like how she got on the, on the call. And we like, were able to speak into her life. And I'm just like telling her, like, I'm always an advocate for multi-generational conversations. I feel like, um, my generation has a lot of knowledge and we lack wisdom and power. Like, and I'll stand on that. Like, I believe because the, the generations before us are so frustrated with our way of thinking and our way of doing things that they've checked out on us and they have not imparted wisdom and power. And when you have knowledge and no wisdom, child, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. When you know so much and you don't know what to do with what you know, it is, it's, it's impossible to be effective. And so we had a great conversation, but like stuff like that, it proves to me like, man, my steps are ordered by God. Like I had to be obedient. I knew I needed to be on there. And let me just tell you that the girl who led Bible study, her mama got on, prayed us into the third heaven. I mean, like just, just wrecked us. I mean, spoken to our lives. Like it was an encounter. When I used to lead a young adult group, um, back in Chicago, we started, um, off with a small group. We were meeting in like a church house. It was maybe like five of us, maybe five to eight people consistently. And I hated it. 
I never wanted to do it and I did it because they told me I had to (laughs) and I would show up like that like I would be reading the notes it was like a small group based off whatever the sermon series was and I would read the notes we would talk about it we would go home and I would basically every week talk about how much I didn't want to do it and then there was a shift like somebody sent me a message on Facebook and was like hey like God's taking you deeper um, into revelation of his word and he was like your Bible studies are never going to be the same so let me just tell y'all we went from like five people consistently and then it just started growing like over time like we had to go out of the house into the church and it started growing like essentially when I left and transitioned out it probably was like a good 80 people that had like come through there and we were probably rocking like 40 consistently uh week to week we went from like every other week we started meeting every week but I remember when the shift happened like I remember when it went from just like us kicking it and having bible study and 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 casually talking about the word to like actual encounters and the power of God showing up and people being healed and people being delivered and having moments of worship where it would start at 7 30 and we'd be there till 11 30 at night because God would just wreck us and I felt the shift happen at culture shakers this past week and I'm just like Lord whatever you want to do whatever you plan to do because virtually somebody was in Florida praying for us on a call and it wrecked me in my car in California like it was that the presence of God was so thick and so rich and so tangible even virtually and so I say that to say like when we follow the steps that God has given us like he leads us to right where we need to be like that day I needed to be on virtual Bible study by any means necessary that other day like we needed to be at that podcast studio so that that man could encounter Jesus and when you recognize that following Jesus is not about you and it's about God using you and working out his purpose and his plan in and through you it gets easier like following Jesus ain't just for me like I'm gonna get everything I need because I'm following him but it's also so that I can lead people to him and I'm excited that that was the word that God gave me for 31 follow me absolutely that's easy I don't gotta figure it out I don't gotta have a plan I'm gonna just go with the flow when you move I move just like that you know and we'll just be on this journey of follow the leader hmm that's that's what we going to do. And I'm excited. And I, I just hope that like you get excited about following Jesus, too. It was the best decision I ever made. But I think what we sometimes forget is that it's a decision that we continuously make. Like I made the step. I chose to give my life to Jesus. I chose to follow him when he said, hey, we're going to L.A. I chose to follow him when he said, hey, we're going to work at TBN. I chose to follow him when he said we leave in TBN and we go into one church. I said, all right, let's follow him. When we when he said, all right, we leave in one church. We going from one church. We're going to center point. I said, all right, let's follow you. Like I'm, I'm, I'm so in it. Cause I've seen the fruit of what a follow of Jesus can do. Like if he was on Instagram, I'm hitting the follow button. And then it, it'll probably be follow back on his looking at my profile for a while. <laughs> um, but no guys, best decision you could ever make. And if you are not saved and you don't know Jesus, like now would be the perfect time to do that because he is the best decision that you would ever make in your life. Like that is the one decision that you would make in your life that will affect your entire life. 
like in the lives of your children in the lives of your children's children like it's a, it's a generational decision like one that you make right now could save your family like your entire family and and man it, I'm telling you you won't regret it so whatever stage of your journey with Jesus you're on like choose to follow him every time like I I liken it to and then I'm gonna let y'all go because we've been here for a while (laughs) but I liken it to like you know I use my GPS all the time even when I know where I'm going I always turn my GPS on I don't know if it's like I don't know why I do I don't know if I like to look at it on the screen or if I just do it out of habit I I, I do recognize that I'm a creature of habit sometimes but like I turn on the GPS and sometimes bro I don't agree with the way that the GPS is telling me to go and so I choose to go my own direction my own way my own little path and guess what the most moment I make a wrong turn it reroutes me because it understands that there's a place that we got to get to and we gonna get there regardless to if the fact that you want to take a turn that is not in these instructions it might delay us a little bit but guess what we still gonna get to our destination and it's the same way when you follow Jesus like no matter what you do no matter what wrong turn you took no matter which moment you chose not to follow him he instantly reroutes you the moment you say Lord I'm sorry I messed up I repent like I'm on your I'm on your time. I'm on your schedule. I'm on your path. I'm on your road. I'm on your way. Like, I'm sorry. Like, let's do this instantly. He reroutes you because he understands like there's a destination that I designed for you before the beginning of time and nothing you could do will change that. Nothing you will do will make me take back the ultimate destination. Like, no, you're going to be all that I called you to be. And you're going to be every bit of the person that I created you to be. Even when you off track, like the the rest of that verse that I read. Oh, it, it gives me so much like peace because it says after it says the Lord directs the steps of the godly he delights in every detail of their lives the next verse says though they stumble they will never fall for the Lord holds them by the hand let me tell you even when you make a wrong turn he's still there with you like he never leaves you nor forsakes you that's what the Bible says it's the truth numbers tells us that he is a man that he cannot lie so if he says I'll never leave you never forsake you he didn't say I won't leave you or forsake you if you don't do no he says I will never never leave you nor forsake you so when you feel like whatever you did has separated you from him it's a lie Romans tells us nothing can separate you from the love of God he'll never leave you nor forsake you because sometimes we can feel like man I messed up so bad like does God even care anymore does he still want me to do like am I still enough did he still you're never enough you could never be enough he chose you still even knowing that you weren't enough he chose you still even knowing that you wouldn't choose him sometimes and he doesn't change his mind about you he still thinks that you're to die for he think you're the apple of his eye no matter what you do but all you got to do is like get back on track instantly and guess how you get back on track the acknowledgement that you fell off you walked away from him and you're like lord i want back in and he's like instantly baby girl i never i never left you instantly son i got you i'm riding with you till the wheels fall off we in this thing together i think that's the most amazing thing that i've learned in my journey with jesus is that he is always here like He's always here. He always got me. Even when it feels like I, I, like when I can't see him, I could trust that he's there. Like I recognize when his presence is like with me and near me. And when I acknowledge that it's there, like, oh, y'all, I love Jesus so much. 
And I just pray and hope that something was said today to help put your life in perspective, man. I love being on this journey with you guys. I'm so excited about what is to come. So lock in, man. Share this with somebody. Like, listen to it again. Drop me a DM, a text, uh, anything. Like, I want to know how life in perspective is impacting your life. And I pray that it's impacting your life the way that it's impacting mine. Hey, I love y'all. I'm always praying for you. And I cannot wait to be right back here next week. It's Thanksgiving and we still doing a podcast. What up, though? What up, though? (laughs) I love y'all. Hey, this is Life in Perspective. We out. Thank you.